right yikes and stuff well thank you uh, uh, so much Alan, uh, for taking us through uh, uh, those thoughts from a um, from a from a from an educated perspective as well as from from the Melbourneist perspective um and just like we, we, as always with these things they just run very quickly and, and before you know you, you almost come to an end I do want to ask you a few questions um and I know we've got given our audience of, of you know uh, of, of young uh, and often chartered surveyors uh, uh, we'll, co- we'll come back to a couple of uh, questions ar- around that. Um, I mean, I, 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 Yoshi, I guess, um, I guess to, to return to you uh, very briefly, uh, one of the questions we got coming in is, is what what can we do as individuals and as, as consumers to to uh, to you know to, to to engage with the greenwashing uh, discussion to to detect it to fight against it? I mean, what, what is there as a as, as you know as, as individuals can we do? Thank you so much, Dan, for that really important question. Um, and actually to the audience, um, I'm going to keep my answer to this really short and simple. And it's that your pounds count, your dollars count, or your yen count. Um, so what I mean is uh, we actually don't go to the polls once a year. We're actually voting with our wallet every single day. And it's actually really up to us consumers that is shaping this very world that we all live in. Um, and it's really determined by the choices that we make. So, you know, please support brands that are sustainable with your wallet. Start by educating yourself, right? Can do your homework, research. Um, if there's a particular brand that you support, take the time to read through the sustainability report, learn about certifications, like you are our biggest change maker. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Absolutely excellent stuff. Uh, another question, uh, Emma, which, which I'm going to come to you for. Um, uh, do, you, do you think that this is an area which you can see ESG assurance in having value uh, to, to ensure reported ESG data is trustworthy? This comes to the point about ESG data, doesn't it? About whether or not people can really rely on it. Uh, uh, you know, if, if ultimately the numbers that there are are being trusted. Exactly. Yeah, um, I have. A long answer to this, but I, I'll give you the short one because we have little time. But yes, um, I think undoubtedly having some assurance helps. So up until recently, it's been Wild West. Uh, companies can say really whatever they like about ESG. And putting some kind of lid on that will be useful. And there are certain things that lend themselves well to assurances. Um, there are unfortunately also some issues, some issues with it, um, some things at least to be to be aware of. You know, how is this data audited? Uh, a lot of greenwashing happens in the strategies, in the targets, in the pronounce, in you know, in promises and commitments, um, which don't lend themselves to to assurances. This kind of qualitative inf- uh, information. Um, they're also extremely complex and technical to, to be able to assess whether a company's transition plan is uh, legitimate and makes sense at all requires a, a range of, of expertise to understand. And as we know, you know, there's, there's this is a proliferation of people in ESG positions, but without necessarily having either qualifications or experiences to carry it out. So there's definitely a mismatch there in the, in the expertise of, and perhaps this will change in time, but at the moment of being able to actually give assurances on, on some of that data. Um, yeah, uh, I think the short answer is exactly there are, there are 
some of the quantitative stuff, which will be useful, you know, if a company says it's emitting this much uh, emissions a year, then that it's crazy that that's not currently being, you know, it hasn't been checked up until now. It would be great to have that checked, but we have to be very honest about the limitations of, of assurances over the qualitative stuff. Oh, also, just to say that, you know, it depends on the data that they're given, the veracity, the extent, the, the you know, the um, integrity of the data that the that the accountants are given. Um, depends almost entirely on the good faith of the company providing it, and or you know, the third parties. And and frankly, we're in the, we're talking about greenwashing because of the failure of good faith from the corporate sector. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I actually, I'm going to, I'm going to end with a, a nice broad uh, question to you. Before, before conclu- uh, concluding our remarks, um, I mean, and it's, it's again another question from from our audience, uh, which is which is just I, I, I'm going to slightly summarise, but basically, how can how can accountants um, influence decision making? I mean, ultimately, how you know they, they, they you can run the numbers, you can do the audits, but how how can you make the, the companies uh, uh, you know address and become more cognizant of the damage that they're doing on the environment? Uh, and indeed on people and, and the other elements of the ESG agenda. Yeah, I guess it's for me, it's that um, it, I, I was going to say value add. It's not really value add, but it really is that piece around process and being able to step out where there isn't like where there's a lack of transparency and really questioning when we're when you're being presented with information having comfort as to where that's been sourced from but then also how I think on the other side of the fence then being able to assist with the development um, of of some of those kind of strategic objectives with a view to kind of looking at the integrity and, and the process around it from 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 an assurance perspective and whether that's I know like in terms of limited assurance and 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 the robustness around that like I do feel like it's a move it's a step forward from that in terms of being able to give you know an audit opinion and and being able to stand over that and given the kind of scrutiny that that is on this at, at the moment like I just think it's there's there really is a key a key place for us to be in there um and to use our position to to kind of give that influence I guess because you're giving you're giving you know kind of your opinion and, and sign off on on um, matters that are that are being disclosed so I think that's probably coming at it from the assurance side and then same with the advisory it's really looking to to challenge um, what's being presented, ensure integrity, um, and then ultimately, like, use that to present back kind of whether it's alternative solutions. And, and that, I think, is really important. Again, I mentioned it, but as Emma said, like, this is hugely collaborative. Like, it's not going to be one set of people that are, are solving the world's problems that you have to be bringing in a range of people with a range of skill sets. And that's, to be honest, what I find the most enjoyable about working in this space is that I get to work with people that traditionally as an accountant, I wouldn't be sitting next to, you know, somebody with a PhD in geology or, you know, that's, that's, that's talking about things that I, you know, I don't have the technical expertise in. So to me, that's, that's a key part of it is developing those kind of multidisciplinary teams so you can really look to kind of create influence I guess Fantastic, I hope our audience has taken away a lot of interesting uh, uh, thoughts from, from that uh, from that answer uh, and, and it's very sadly I've got a, it's a nice way to end because I think it's uh, very sadly we're coming to the end of the panel discussion, I always wish we could have more time uh, during these panels especially with such a fantastic group of speakers 
So thank you again, all of you, for your your brilliant insights. Uh, I know I've gained a huge deal from our short time together. And I hope uh, our audience uh, uh, have found the session as useful. Um, I would say that if you look at the broadcast page, there should be a link to, to uh, the definition of what is greenwashing, which is a, a very handy guide. And also we'll refer to the, the term green hushing, which I referred to earlier. Uh, and, uh, and we'll probably define it in a much better way than I, I, I struggle to do so. So please do, uh, do look at some of the resources that are available, uh, provided alongside this webinar. Uh, and don't, don't forget to download your guide, which should have the key takeaways from today's session via the QR code on the screen. Uh, again, hopefully it's uh, flashing up or simply by heading to the Chartered Accountants Worldwide website. And so uh, lastly, it comes to me to say uh, a huge thank you to all our speakers today. A huge thank you uh, to you all for joining us. And a huge thank you to our partners at Big Top Multimedia and A1 for bringing this event to life. So thank you again and see you next time. 